This episode is sponsored by the Learn Jazz Standards Inner Circle. If your goal is to level up your jazz playing this year and feel confident improvising over jazz standards, the Inner Circle has everything you need and more. With monthly jazz standard studies, a library of powerful courses, and a vibrant community of like-minded musicians, you're guaranteed to improve your playing every single month. Podcast listeners can get 50% off their first month when you go to ljsinnercircle.com. That's ljsinnercircle.com or find the link in the show notes. Now, on to today's episode. When it comes to becoming a great jazz improviser, we need to have awesome rock solid ears. And when it comes to becoming a great jazz improviser, we need to learn jazz standards so that we can improvise over them. And to learn jazz standards, we need to be able to hear chord progressions and recognize chord progressions. And in order to be able to hear chord progressions, we need to be able to recognize what individual chords sounds like. So in today's episode, I'm going to be diving deep into my three-step process for training our ears to hear any chord that's coming right up. Welcome to the LJS Podcast, where you get weekly jazz tips, interviews, stories, and advice for becoming a better jazz musician. And now your host, he's a jazz musician, author, and entrepreneur, Brent Bartstra. All right, what's up everybody? Brent here from LearnJazzStandards.com, which is a blog, a podcast, and videos all geared towards helping you become a better jazz musician. Thank you for being here. Thank you for listening today. I am excited, as I always am, to help you become a better jazz musician through this podcast, through my blog, through my online courses, through my ebooks, and uh, of course, just through this podcast. So thank you for, for listening, those who are regular listeners, those who uh, are listening for the very first time. And as we approach the end of 2019, I thought we should really get some ear training in. And so today we're going to be talking about hearing chords and my three-step process for being able to do that. Uh, I'm going to be using um, some sound from a video that I did uh, quite a while back on my YouTube channel. And by the way, if you have never subscribed to my YouTube channel, you can do that at youtube.com forward slash learn jazz standards. Uh, I do a lot of long form content here on the podcast, go a little more in depth into everything. And uh, on YouTube, there's a lot more shorter content that can, you know, you know, little shorter jazz lessons and things like that. So be sure to subscribe there. But I'm going to be using uh, some audio from that video to uh, walk you through these three steps. Um, I did it so well there. So I think it'll work just fine here for the podcast as well. Um, so we're going to dive into that in one second. But I haven't done this in a while and that is uh, just to thank someone uh, on uh, who who left a rating and review on, for the podcast. So on Apple Podcasts, got uh, a rating and review from Kilima nineteen seventy six. And he says, this is everything. I first discovered this podcast in August of 2019. After listening to that week's episode, I went back to the very first episode because I wanted to hear them all. Brent gives out so much valuable information in his podcast regarding technique, repertoire, and language. He doesn't just give great information. His calls to action make you put that information to good use. In the process of listening to the episodes, I messed around and signed up for two of the classes he offers. I almost signed up for a third, but one. Uh, one, but I'm still completing the other two. Today is December 1st, 2019. I am all cut up, caught up on the podcast, still continuing the classes, and look forward to the next episode. Keep the great info coming, Brent. Well, thank you, Kilima1976. First of all, 
Glad you're in some of my courses. Glad you're taking action. That's so awesome. And just in case uh, everybody didn't hear what I what he he just said here is he uh, started listening in August, and he has gone through all uh, at at the, at the time he did this a, a 196 podcast episodes, which means that he has consumed 98 hours of Learn Jazz Standards podcast in four months. So you are an absolute super fan. Thank you so much. Uh, as always, if you uh, want to leave a rating and review for the show on Apple Podcasts, feel free to do that or wherever you listen to podcasts. All right. That's enough of that. Let's jump right in to today's lesson. All right, I'm here behind the computer here, and what you're looking at right now is a lesson within a module of our ear training course, How to Play What You Hear. It's a course that helps you learn how to hear intervals, chords, chord progressions, and finally translate what you hear to your instrument. Now, we're going to use this lesson just for teaching purposes, just to get through this material and so I can show you how I train myself and how I train my students to hear chords by ear from scratch, okay? So, now, if you look at what we're looking at here, it's action one, major and minor triads. And so basically, we're just starting very small. And if you look at this right-hand column here, I, I batch everything into small little batches. It's important that you don't try to bite off more than you can chew. Uh, at the end of the day, you want to be able to hear major triads, minor triads, augmented triads, diminished triads. Those are your basic three-note chords there that you want to know how to hear. And then you want to do seventh chords, majors, dominant sevenths, minor sevenths, half diminished, and fully diminished. And then after that, if you want to go further, you can hear extensions like flat nines and sharp nines, but we're not going to go over all that today. I'm just going to show you these basic three steps that are really important. So let's take a look at major triads to start with. Now, first of all, it's important that we know what makes up a major triad. Do you know what it is? In case you don't, the formula is right here. It's root third, fifth. So a concert C major triad would be C, E, G. Okay. Now here's where the first step comes in. It's just recognizing the chord. So step number one is recognize. Now that sounds simple. Um, but the idea behind it is that you're simply able to hear the chord being played and know immediately, put a name to it, that it is a major triad. So that's the very first starting point. So let's hear what a major triad sounds like. Okay, I'm sure you've heard that before. Let's listen to it one more time. Now, a lot of people associate this chord with happy. If there's emotions that help you with this stuff, that's totally fine. But in and of itself, if you just didn't know this was a major triad, it might be hard for you to identify it. So, of course, when you're trying to recognize it, you could just drill it and burn it into your brain by listening to it over and over and over again and comparing and contrasting it to other chords. But here's where steps two and three are really important to me, okay? Really important. Let's move down to it. The next step here is to be able to sing a major triad arpeggio. Now, what's an arpeggio? That's basically where you're separating out the chord tones. So it's not played as a chord. Now, each note, each chord tone is played separately. So this is really important. And singing in general in ear training, I believe, is really important. Or if you're not a great singer, you can whistle, you can hum. doesn't really matter. It's all accomplishing the same thing. And what it accomplishes is it helps you be able to reproduce the pitch that you're hearing, which ensures that you actually know it, that you actually have internalized it. You can really hear it. It's not like you're just hearing it and you're like, ah, oh, I think that's a major triad. You could recreate that if you wanted to by being able to sing it. So let me show you what I'm talking about. Here I have this cool little track. It's called the Sing Major Triad Arpeggio Track. And what's gonna happen is there's gonna be a piano that plays a note 
And then what I'm going to do is I'm going to sing, starting from that note, a major arpeggio going up the chord, okay? So... Okay, so I sang it from the root note up. Let's try it again. Okay, so I'm able to hear those tones in my head starting from that root note because I know that it's root third fifth is a minor triad. Now, if you want to break it down even further, if you're just like, well, I don't even know how to start from a note and sing a major triad up. Well, that's where it comes back to knowing your intervals. And I've come out with another video training you on how to learn intervals. And intervals are the basic building blocks for really, truly hearing the basic fundamentals of ear training. Okay. So I do suggest you go back to that video if you're completely new with intervals. But one way you can look at it if you want is what is the relationship between the root and the third? Da 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 da. What's well, a major third? Okay, da da. And I can hear what a major third interval sounds like in my head. So automatically, I can sing the first two notes. Da da. Okay. Now, what's the the relationship between the root and the fifth? Well, it's a perfect fifth. So can I sing it? Da da. Da, da. I can because I hear that interval in my head. I know that. So then I could sing the whole thing. Da, da, da. Or if we want to break it down even further, we could take that relationship between the third and the fifth. What's that relationship? So first the root and the third. Da, da. Okay. Now here's the third and the fifth. Da, da. Do you know what interval that is? Da, da. That's a minor third interval. So essentially, a major triad is a major third with a minor third stacked on top of it. And that's what makes up a major triad. And so you can think of that theoretically, just the notes on the page or in your ear like I just did. I can hear all those sounds. Therefore, I can sing the arpeggio of a major triad. Okay, that's step number two. Let's move on to step number three. I love this step. This is really fun stuff. So check this out. The next step is to be able to sing the chord tones. Okay, sing the chord tones. What do I mean by that? I mean, if I heard the chord being played, like a major triad being played, and someone asked me to sing the fifth, I could sing that note. Or if someone asked me to sing the third, I could sing it. Or the root, I could sing it. So you hear a chord, you're asked to sing a certain note, and you can sing that note. Okay, so essentially what's happening here is I can pick out those chord tones even as the whole chord is being played, which means that I've got some really keen ears. I'm really listening closely and really digging deeper into my ear training. So I'll show you what I'm talking about by using uh, these different uh, tracks here. Let's not make the same mistake as last time. Okay, so what's essentially going to happen in this next track is it's going to ask me to sing the root of a major triad, and then it's going to play the triad, and then I'm going to sing the root. Okay, so let's try this. Sing the root. Do. Okay, I got it. I sang it octave lower, but I still got it. I got the root, right? And let me also say, you don't have to sing perfectly. This isn't about singing great. It's not about being a great singer. You could whistle, hum, like I said. The idea is that you're at least hitting the pitch. If you're a little flat or sharp, it's okay. I mean, everybody with perfect pitch isn't going to love you, but that's okay. It's just about hitting those notes and making sure you're hitting the right chord tone, okay, and not hitting one above or one below, okay? So let's do the next one. Sing the third of a major triad. Sing the third. Duh. Awesome. I got it, right? 
So what I'm doing is I'm listening for the, the bass note because I happen to know that these chords are built from the root up. So that means they're stacked root, third, fifth. So I know that the root is the bass note. So I'm cueing my ears into that bass note, listening really closely, and then able to sing that interval up from there. So you see how important intervals are, right? Let's do the next one. Sing the fifth. Sing the fifth. Da. Got it. Okay. So I sang the fifth. Okay. Let's move on to another one. Okay. So you know the steps now. First step is recognize. Second step is sing the arpeggio. Third step is sing the chord tones. So let's go through minor triads really quick. Here's what it sounds like. You probably heard that before, right? And again, people associate minor with sad sometimes. If that helps you, sure. So that's root flat three fifth. So the only difference between a major and a minor is that flat three. Okay. So now sing a minor triad arpeggio. Do, do, da, do, do, da. Yeah, pretty much got it, right? So that was the triad, the, the arpeggio right there. Now let's do sing the chord tones. So start with the root. Sing the root. Da. Okay, got it. Sing the flat third. Sing the flat third. Da. Okay, got it. Sing the fifth. Sing the fifth. Da. Sweet. I got it. Okay, cool. Do you see how that works? I mean, this is such great practice, guys. This is so awesome. Um, let's go on, um, you know, just a little bit more, just to get a little bit more of the point here. Let's go to another lesson. Let's do major sevenths and dominant sevenths, just really quick here. So major seventh, obviously, we're just adding on top of that major triad, we're adding the seventh tone to it. Okay, so here's what it sounds like. Cool. All right. Now I'm going to sing the arpeggio. Da, 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 da. Sweet, I got it, right? I got that seventh on top. Okay, uh, let's sing chord tones now. Let's just pick some out here. I'm going to do the third. Sing the third. Da. Sweet, got it. Third. Again, I'm listening for that bass note and then singing up there. Okay, let's do the seventh. Sing the seventh. Okay, got it. <laughs> it's a little high for me. I could have sang it an octave lower. That's where whistling could have helped me out better there. But I got it, right? All right, that's all right. I look like a fool, but I got it. All right, let's move on to dominant seventh. So what's a dominant seventh? Well, the only difference between a major seventh and a dominant seventh is the flat seven, okay? Here's what it sounds like. Yep. I'll sing the arpeggio. Do, da, da, da. Do, da, da, da. Yep. Okay, cool. Uh, let's just do one chord tone. Um, let's just do the fifth. Sing the fifth. Da. Woo. Got it. Okay. So those are my three steps for hearing chords. Now, obviously you don't need to have, uh, you know, what we have in this course is we have quizzes. So, you know, you get tracks to practice this stuff and then you have quizzes that you actually can test to see if you can really hear all this stuff, but you don't have to have a course with all these fancy tracks in order to do this. If you want, 
for example, for just recognition, just have somebody play these chords for you and call out what they are. For arpeggios, you can play any note on your instrument and sing whatever kind of chord you want up from the root of that note that you played on your instrument. For hearing the chord tones, you could play for yourself or have somebody else play a chord and ask you to sing the fifth or the flat seven or the third or whatever it might be so you can challenge your ears. So you can do this outside of a course or using these kinds of tracks. Okay, so those are my three steps for hearing chords by ear. All right. Hey, that's all for today's show. Hope you enjoyed that. Uh, Again, that's a clip from a YouTube video I did a couple years ago. Uh, You can subscribe to the YouTube channel at youtube.com forward slash learn jazz standards. Uh, yeah, and if you're, by the way, if you're interested in that ear training course, how to play what you hear, it's my ear training course for ear training fundamentals, like, like intervals and chords, like we just went over, uh, and chord progressions. And then finally, uh, translating what you hear to your instrument with melodic dictation and different exercises we do, uh, that that's a course that could be helpful for you if you're trying to get some of that stuff together. So you can just go to how to play what you hear.com to learn more about that one. So yes. All right. Next week, we're almost at the end of the year here. It's, uh, you know, we're almost up at Christmas time and uh, happy holidays to everybody, uh, you know, coming up on the new year here in just a second. So uh, next week's episode is going to be a kind of a look back on 2019, going over the best of the Learn Jazz Standards podcast 2019. I'm going to be highlighting the the, the good stuff that came out on the podcast this year. And uh, I might highlight a few other things as well. So be sure to tune in next time. I look forward to it. And I'll see you back next week on the podcast. Cheers. Thanks for listening to the LJS Podcast. Brought to you by LearnJazzStandards.com. Subscribe to the series on iTunes. And don't forget to join our jazz community at LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash newsletter. Hey, podcast listener, would you like to ask me a jazz question and get it answered here on the show? Then go to learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. That's learnjazzstandards.com forward slash ask. I look forward to hearing your question and answering it on a future podcast episode. LearnJazzStandards.com forward slash ask or find the link in today's show notes.